One day I come home from school, because I, like, I finished a little bit late, and uh, my bus, I missed it, which I had to walk home that day. And um, I come under the subway, just before I did, the boy got me. He got, got me in a headlock and started kneeing me in the face and punching my head. Then um, this other boy's brother got this piece of wood and slapped it straight round my back twice, which has left big white marks there. Do you know who they were? Yeah, I know who they are. What's happened to them? Nothing now, because the police... We've called the police on a 999, they come down. They said that the next day that they'd send somebody down and we're still waiting for them. This is two days, this is two days now. What, um, what are you going to do when you grow up? I'm going to be a solicitor. Why? I like to look on the way. Simon Bardwaj and his family live in the East End of London. Though their mother is white, their father is Asian, and they've been the victims of racial harassment and attacks for over five years. Um, I was moved from um, Blaney Crescent in East Ham for racial harassment, violence to my eldest son in particular, where he was smacked across the head with lumps of wood and called racist names. And here we've had um, cigarette boxes full of stones put through the letterboxes. Um, we've had actually 12 windows broken. Um, attempts to actually kick in my front door in, green wheelie bins thrown across the driveway, and children of as young as 10 and 12 holding knives up at my bedroom window. There's been no prosecutions whatsoever, which I think is absolutely disgusting. I'd like to really know what the police, what their real, what their job role is, really. Racial harassment can take many forms. For example, shit through the letterbox, um, you know, you've got, you got uh, racist graffiti on the door, letters through the thingy, the constant door knocking, the constant, you know, racial abuse, which, you know, for example, is, is seen by some authorities, you know, like low-level harassment, it's nothing, it's minor, but the actual psychological effect of that is, is you know, is absolutely, you know, amazing. Adil Rahman works for the Neo Monitoring Project in East London, one of the few community projects looking after the interests of victims of racial violence and harassment. Since 1980, it has campaigned locally against racism and fascism, bringing all sections of the community together and informing people of their rights. Through his work, Adil visits homes and families in the neighbourhood. I've walked into a house and I've seen a seven, eight-year-old kid sat in a corner trembling because I've just knocked at the door. Children, when they go to school, they'll have characteristic changes, attitude problems, etc. And then again, what happens is that the school, because it doesn't recognise the racial aspect of it, you, you know, you've got young black kids being expelled, etc. You've got this family who's, who's suffering racial harassment, not only, you know, like fearing, you know, for their own safety, their own lives, and yet you've got the police saying, well, unless you come with us in the panda car and point him out, we're not going to do anything. We believe very strongly that there should be a much uh, more easily provable offence, perhaps one that doesn't require that someone is specifically annoyed by it. In other words, a police officer discovering someone spraying uh, some racially unacceptable slogan on a wall uh, should be able to show that not just criminal damage, which are the ordinary charges in those cases, but racial harassment was not, I mean, one doesn't have to prove the intent of the person there. The fact that the, the slogan being sprayed was, 
racist, uh, in our view, should be sufficient to conclude the offence. There needs to be that message sent out that racial harassment is going to be taken not only seriously, but then people are going to actually, you know, actually going to be convicted. The offences which affect many of our citizens day to day are connected with racial harassment. And that's where we felt there was a gap in the law and we've taken action. The new offence of intentional harassment in the Criminal Justice and Public Order Act 1994 allows the court to deal adequately with the sort of intentional, constant racial harassment which stops short of direct assault but makes people live lives such a misery. What our experience is that uh, time and time again, laws will be introduced or policies will be introduced, and yet they'll all be paper policies, absolutely brilliant in black and white, and yet when it actually comes down to the implementation, the inaction on the street, the action on, on the ground, we're not only see, we're seeing a lack of willingness, but we're just seeing a lack of actually any, you know, any results at all. Now, we drafted the section dealing with racial harassment, um, but didn't actually specify the word race. And we did this because it, it, we decided that if we did so, it would make it more difficult to get a conviction because the prosecutor would have to prove not only the fact of the intentional harassment, but also the motivation of the doer. And proving motivation beyond reasonable doubt is very difficult. So it would be consequently much more difficult to get a conviction. And we have left the word race out and it is therefore easier to get a conviction.